We are back. Our first episode of the offseason. Hot off the heels of locker cleanout day, um, exit interview day, whatever you want to call it. I always find this day so frustrating because I want to go into it with a level head and realistic expectations. Like, nobody is coming out today and saying, making any big proclamation. Like, no one's coming out and saying, we're trading this guy, we're firing this guy. Like, no one's doing that. Like, it's all going to be PR. It's all going to be, we believe in the group, we were so close, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I want to have realistic expectations. But there's a lot of people, after listening to... Brendan Shanahan and Kyle Dubas in particular today who were upset. And honestly, I don't I don't begrudge you for feeling upset. Like I really don't. Like those guys, Brendan Shanahan. I was in awe watching Brendan Shanahan today, and not in a good way. Like, we're if you didn't know any better and you listened to Brendan Shanahan speak today, you'd think this team just lost in Game 7 of the Cup Final. Like, you'd think, oh, we were right there. What Right there for what? And he comes out right away and he goes, we're not going to make change for change's sake and everybody's coming back. It's like, Brendan, you haven't won anything. You're in the exact same place you were the first season that you hired Babcock and whatever. Like, six years ago, you haven't made any progression. And there's a lot of people who heard me say that who are freaking out right now. But it's like, you haven't made you haven't got past the first round, Brendan. My here's my problem with Brendan Shanahan and all the hot takes are being thrown around around him. What, what, what's his role? What is his role? Uh, to be Kyle Dubas number one cheerleader. He's that's his he's role. always compared to Masai because of where they are. That's that's a that's a joke. Yeah, but like in terms it's of a joke. Like I'm hearing a lot, I know we'll get to this, but I'm hearing a lot of like summer of Kawhi type stuff. I when I look at the other franchises in the city, when you look at Mark Shapiro, what is Mark Shapiro? He he runs the team. What is Masai Ujiri? He runs the team. They're what not. Is, what is Brendan Shanahan? They're not. Shapiro and Masai are not the general manager, but we all know who makes the decisions and where the buck stops. So what's general? What is Brendan Shanahan? Uh, I, what is he? I told you he's Kyle Dubas' number who, one. Who can give you an answer to that? Nobody. I, so I, I have a hard time sitting there, even though he. I agree. He sounds like a complete idiot. Yeah, he does. He sounds. He sounded like. This was literally my face watching him speak today. I was like, "What are you talking about?" But but when I when I hear him talk and I look at everybody up on the podium speaking, my eyes don't go to him because I don't know what he is. Yeah. What is he? I have no idea. I told you he's Kyle Dubas's number one cheerleader. That's, That's the what problem he is. with his role as president of this team compared to the other presidents of other franchises in the city. I don't know what he does. Mm-hmm. What does this guy do? Mm-hmm. He, he, exactly, he's a cheerleader. So yeah. why why do we care about him? It's I, I I just I don't you'd know. think you'd think that the all the buck begins and ends with him because of his title. It clearly doesn't though. Yeah, no, it clearly doesn't. It clearly does not because Kyle Dubas has autonomy to make decisions. But I I totally understand if you're somebody who is feeling frustrated after listening to that today. Like these guys, it's crazy to me. And it's like I'm not going to dispute regular season accomplishments. But it's like I literally saw a guy on Twitter today who said something to the effect of. Leaf fans have forgotten the importance of regular season 
accolades or accomplishments or whatever. It's like, the point of the regular season is to set yourself up for playoff success. Playoff success. That's the point. So what are we doing? And you listen, and it's just like, again, I know they're not going to come out and say, we're trading somebody. But to come out and to like quadruple down and say essentially the exact same thing you said last year after blowing it to the Montreal Canadiens. Like, you could have you could have taken... Why even come out today? You could have taken what you said after Montreal last year, just played it over the loudspeakers. Well, we already touched on this. The problem is, it's just like, good, good series. You lost nobly, but wrong time. And no, and the, the result is the same. Exactly. So, so when Shanahan says... We're not going to make change for the sake of change. It's like, if you're sitting here and you're a Leaf fan and you're going, how can I have have confidence that the result next year is going to be any different? The answer to that question is, I don't know. Because for all intents and purposes, they're going to run this team back. So let's get to Kyle Dubas, all right? Elliot Friedman. On the radio yesterday, he was the one who said summer of Kawhi. So effing stupid. No, but listen, listen. He's the one who said summer of Kawhi. I I do think that that's apropos in the sense of you need to make a significant change to the DNA of your team. Kyle Dubas is not Masai Ujiri. Masai Ujiri fired the coach of the year and traded a beloved hometown drafted player to change the DNA of the Raptors, okay? That took a certain level of ruthlessness. Just, I am going to win at any cost. I distinctly remember watching the All or Nothing documentary and sitting and reviewing it with you after, and you looked at me and you said, I don't know if Kyle Dubas has what it takes to be a real son of a bitch to do what it to to put the to make the moves necessary that that need to be made. I can't even speak. I'm so freaking fired up. Like and I agree with you. He like he wants to be everyone's pal. He just is like, "Oh, we believe in these guys and their character and the and it's like, "Listen, I I that's great. That's great. That's awesome. You you don't want you don't want jerks on your team and in your room. Totally understand that." But, like, Kyle, and again, I don't expect them to come out and trade and say, we're trading William Nylander or whoever, Jake Muzzin or whoever. But I would at least like to hear something along the lines of, it wasn't good enough. Everything is on the table. We're going to look at all options. We're sick of failing around here. That's not what I heard. That is not at all what I heard. Well, where, who... Where do you think Summer of Kawhi came up from? Do you think Elliot just said that, or do you think he heard it from somebody? He probably heard it from somebody. Here's the stupidest part about that. I know it's nice to say that in theory. Does anyone remember why Kawhi Leonard got traded in the first place? Well, because he was with a storied franchise who thought he was faking an injury. So through the most miracle thing of all time... He was available, and that was just a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I think the point, though, is not getting Kawhi back. I think you hone in on the fact that 
DeMar DeRozan. No, 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 no. Okay, I right. totally disagree with you. Okay, That's right. a once-in-a-lifetime chance that a player like that is available. DeMar DeRozan is half the basketball no, no, player. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's but, just, no, I know, but it's I think, impossible. I know, it's but impossible, man. I know, but I think, I think the point he's trying to make is DeRozan was not unlike some of these core pieces the Leafs have in the like, sense that like he was he was supposed to, he was drafted by the organization he was dude, supposed it does, to be it's here. not plausible though yes, I it's know. not plausible I know, that's I know. what i hate about this I okay know. that's fine be ruthless who are you going to go who's who's faking an injury for the NA, for a player in the nhl right now who's just waiting to be scooped up it's impossible you can't do it i know i think it's, but it's i think so the point stupid. is i think the point is and i think what who's the core of this team? And I know today Kyle Dubas was like four well, players. I don't. I I would say it's five. I'd throw Morgan Riley in there too. Um, and I know Kyle Dubas said today like I don't see the core as this group of four or five guys. But it's like sorry, that's the core, Kyle. And I think when people look at it, they say the the heart of this team is those five guys. If you want to throw Jake Muzzin in there, Jack Campbell, T.J. Brody. Okay. No, it's the it's the five highest paid five players highest, on the team. Sure. So this group continues to fail in the biggest moments. Yes, I understand and acknowledge this year was different, and I I totally understand that. But they continue to fail in the biggest moments, and they just keep there. There seems to be no repercussions. So this is where firing Sheldon Keefe comes in. And I know that you don't agree with this, but the reason why I honed in on it is because it's at least a change you can make that is going to signal losing again and blowing another series lead again will not be tolerated for one of the most storied sports franchises ever. Like, I was listening to Overdrive before you came over here, and Noodles made a great point about how if you look at the other storied franchises in the world, the Yankees, the Cowboys, the, do you think this would be tolerated? Do you think the New York Yankees would allow, would allow this to happen for six straight years? No. It's a different game, man. So I know that. I know that. But it's well, just like, it's like, so. Yeah, but. I, it's, I, I, I understand people's frustration. I really do. It's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. I just think we're way past the point of just finding a scapegoat. Like, what does what impact does Sheldon Keefe make on the game? He matches lines. He and he sets special team rotations. That's it. This problem is goes back further than him. Yeah. So you point at that. You had a coach who was supposedly the greatest coach of all time, who was in, responsible for coaching the greatest hockey team ever assembled twice and was pegged to be the best coach in the NHL. He failed. He failed at this. Now you bring a new guy in who's who didn't have a full season at the start, through COVID, I know it's not an excuse, and then this year, it's the same result. It, it's just, it all, to me, I'm listening to today, and I, I hear the questions about coaches that are available and maybe firing Sheldon Keefe, but I'm sorry, if you dissect this any single way, it all goes back to the general manager. Do you think Kyle Dubas has what it takes to make a ruthless move and move one of these quote-unquote core guys 
out. I'll answer it in two ways. Number one, no, I don't. Number two, I don't think it will make a difference. I think trading a guy, say you trade Nylander, okay, and you get back a, a, a number two or number three defenseman and a depth forward. It's not good enough still. Yeah. The way he assembled this hockey team is why this hockey team is failing. You have one, two, three guys making over $10 million. There's eight teams left in the playoffs. There's only two players out of the eight teams that are making over $10 million. Connor McDavid or Temi Panarin. And you're telling me that you're going to have three guys. Three, two of them are elite hockey players. One's a glorified fourth line. One of them is arguably the worst contract in hockey. It is the worst contract yeah. in hockey, period. Yeah. So you're telling me that Marner and Matthews, I think Austin Matthews earns his money, okay? Yes. Mitch Marner, very good hockey player. But like... I go on, like today, I'm thinking about it. I go on cap friendly. I go to every single team still left in the playoffs. You put those two up against any other two in the NHL, are they that much better? No, well, no, because they're, no, they're not. They're on par with yeah. all of them. And yeah. it's just the way he constructed this team with these contracts, it's just, you can't, he just handcuffed himself. You're stuck with these guys because you have no choice. And that was his decision. Yeah. He was the one who signed all those contracts. Mm -hmm. And that's what the, that's why this team is in the position they're in right now. There's yeah. just there's no other way to look at it. And you're paying Jake Muzzin five and a half million dollars to be a fourth defenseman. Even though the Leafs have been eliminated, we do get a slight consolation prize as Canadian hockey fans. We get a great series in the Battle of Alberta. Great series. It is. It's a really you know what? It's rare that a non-Leaf series gets me as fired up as this one. Um so you know what we went ahead and did? We went ahead and fired up the BetStamp app, and I'm going to take the Oilers' money line on CoolBet. I don't think the Oilers are going to win the series, but I do think they are going to come out of the shoot hot in Game 1. So I'm going to go Oilers' money line in Game 1. What's the over-under in that game? It is, uh, right now it's sitting at, mostly sitting at 6.5. There is one app having it right at 6. The score bet has it right at 6. Proline Plus has the best odds for the over at plus 110, Proline Plus. And if you're looking at that Oilers money line, you want to head right to Cool Bet. Yes, so I will be doing Cool Bet for Oilers money line. Plus 141 for the Oilers money line. So I'll be doing Cool Bet, Oilers money line, and then I'll probably do the Proline Plus over. Yeah, it's a, it's a parlay. tough one. So a little parlay. Over or under? What do you think? I think you should go over in the okay, first game. Okay, yeah, because the Oilers... It, it's like going to be a banger. It's either going to be one nothing. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I The Oilers don't play like that. No, they don't. I feel like it's going to be a war, or one team's going to get blown out, and then the other team's going to react with toughness. I don't know. It's a tough call, man. So I'm going to do a cross-book parlay of the Oilers' money line on CoolBet and then the over on ProLine Plus. That's the beauty of the BetStamp app is you can do a cross-book parlay on their app and keep track of all your various wagers and line shop just like we did. Now, over to you. You're looking at the other series. You're looking at the Rangers and the Hurricanes. I haven't been the best over, under, or money line. I finally got my first dub with that Flames money line game seven. We chirped our, our record, and then we were right on both our bets. Yes, even though I you didn't, we didn't win the most money with that bet, but it was kind of one of those things where I hit up bet Regal. I think it was minus 141. I needed that dub. So I just went right after it, but I'm I'm kind of itching towards the player props for that game, and I'm looking at Adam Fox points. Okay, point five over minus one forty two on where? Let me tell you in one second. Bet three six five. Bet three six five. 
So if you want to do what Ryan and I just did, you need to go to your app store and download the BetStamp app, or you need to hit the link in the description below. Use promo code BUDS upon sign up, and you can line shop across all the various sports books and get the best value for your wagers. As we just said, we we had a good night the other night, and that's because we used the BetStamp app, and we found the best odds, and boom, look at that. And especially what I just said, when you're looking for kind of that favorite you just want to get on the board with a yes. dub. This is where this app comes in the most clutch because that's when every penny matters. Once again, hit the link in the description below or download the BetStamp app and use promo code BUDS upon sign up. It'll give you access to all the various sports books and you'll be helping us out along the way. So please go ahead and do that. Good luck. Well, and that's so, okay. So now that we've lamented um, today's sort of press conference invented. Let's look at like realistic options and scenarios heading into last season. We'll, we'll talk about the defense and the forwards in a second, but the most surprising thing that's been reported over the last two days is that there's a high, high chance that Jack Campbell will not be the goalie for this team next year because they simply cannot afford him, which to your point about all the, all the money they're paying all these other guys. I... Would you give Jack Campbell five and a half million over five years at 30 years old? Here's, I feel like this team gets in this situation. They did it with Dion Phaneuf. They did it with these guys. Yeah. It's no, yeah. I don't want to pay him that, but <laughs> they get themselves in a position where they don't have a choice Yeah, because you, who's your starting goalie next year? You know who it is. Peter Morazic. Peter Morazic. Yeah. Well, if like, so, come on. So if you're going to look at it and you're going to say, the best case scenario for the goaltending uh, for the Maple Leafs next year is Jack Campbell is probably going to walk. Some team is going to offer him that money, and it'll be the chance for him to sign the biggest contract of his career, and so he's going to take it. So let's let's assume that Jack Campbell um, will not be the goaltender next year. Peter Morazic is no buen. That is literally one of the worst decisions <laughs> Kyle Dubas has awful, made. Awful, man. So you either He's need so to bad. you either need to try and trade him to some sucker who will take him. <laughs> you either need to buy him out, and then you'll have part of his salary count against your cap, or you need to trade him away and retain a million and a half of his salary, which means you're you're still having him count against your cap. So. One of those three options. I mean, but if you don't have Jack Campbell, like you can't do that. So you've got to go. Yes, but I don't. You're right. So I think they will be in the market for another goaltender. We can sit. I don't want like you want to talk Darcy Kemper, Andre, uh, or Mark Andre Fleury, or um, whoever. There's nobody. Yeah. So nobody. So okay. So you, there, there's that. So you want to sign one of those guys, and then you hope that. One of the guys you have in your system, a Shalgren, a Wall, or whatever, can be a competent backup option for you. Because I don't know if you heard this today, but apparently Jack Campbell was injured in um, on that Nick Paul collision on Saturday and wouldn't have been available for Game One tonight against Florida. So Eric Shalgren would have been going in the net for Game One against Florida. Um, so that's those are your options. So I don't know goaltending has shot right to the top of the list of priorities for this team. Now that Jack Campbell likely won't be back. Um, it's reported that they discussed their contract, their contract talks earlier in the season and they weren't close. 
The Leafs wanted him at like two and a half to three and a half, and he was like, no, I want five, five and a half. So we'll see where that goes. You move up to the defense, okay? Morgan Riley just signed a new deal, and he's got a full no move. He's not going anywhere. Which is fine. Yeah. You got TJ Brody. Um, You got... Who, who played great. Yes. I, I have no problem with that. You got TJ Brody, and then after that, you got Sandine and Lilligren. I think they're both RFAs. Yes, but I think they both... Yeah, those, I know. Those I probably meant, both yeah. get done. Those probably both get done. Yeah. And I honestly do... I could see... I could see Mark Giordano taking what 750 they would give to Jason Spezza again and being back on the blue line next year. I feel year. like he's not taking 750. No, 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 but the 750 that yeah. they would give to Spezza Maybe will be part Maybe the extra 1.2 of, from... Phil. Yes, will be part of what they give mm-hmm. to Mark Giordano. So, I don't know. Like Jake Muzzin, I, I, I think they're, I think their defense going into next season is sitting in, an, in a pretty similar spot it sat in this season. Like, you're not losing anybody big. I thought the Riley deal was a, a good thing that Dubas did. Um, I think their defense is sitting pretty fine. Like obviously, I'd want to get a better guy in here, but the way it stands right now is the way it's going to stand going into the next season. But I hear you talk about the goaltending, and it just leads you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have any money. So okay, okay. So let's let's oh, okay. So let's cut the shit. That's here. that dude. That's number one. Let's on cut anybody's let's, list. Okay, okay. Let's let's cut the shit here and talk about the worst contracts on the team. Jake Muzzin, terrible contract for for his production. His best days are behind him. Like, there's a lot of people I hear on the radio who are like, "Well, you know, he he brings something that you don't have." It's like the guy can't stay healthy. The guy and, can't and just, stay healthy. The guy can't skate yeah, either. For I'm five sorry. And a half million. He's not. He's not slowpoke out there. But I'm watching the Carolina Hurricanes. They have four defensemen who just buzz around the ice twenty four seven, and I'm watching slowpoke Muzzin. Like ah, just... um. So let's just talk about the elephant in the room with respect to to this hockey team. Okay, the worst contract in hockey is what you're referring to. William Nylander has been the subject of trade speculation um, forever, but more so this year if you really want to talk about um, switching up the core or the DNA. You have had your gripes with William Nylander, but you even said last week he scored some big goals for you in the playoffs, and where are you going to get those 30 goals and all that kind of stuff? Especially in that series, it's all the depth scoring dried up, and... I mean, as much as I think that another guy can replace him at that money and do a more adequate job and be more well-rounded, yes, but... The reason why William Nylander is the number one trade target is because you have $11 million of your salary cap allocated to a third-line centerman. That's just a fact. I'm sorry. I love Johnny. You love Johnny. You love Johnny. We all love Johnny. We were all excited. Like, I'm not going to sit back and say signing him was a mistake. We all would have done it at the time. But they signed him with the hope that they really believed when they signed him that, oh, well, we'll be competing for cups in the next two. So, yeah, we're signing him for seven years. That's too long. But we hope to get three to four good years of a cup window out of him. And then we'll worry about that after we've won our cups. That hasn't happened. now. And there was definitely, I'm not going to get on them, there was definite extenuating circumstances. Pandemic. Salary cap didn't go up. It's been a flat cap for years now. That's a tough bounce. But the reality of the situation, and in my opinion, the biggest flaw of this hockey team, 
is John Tavares, a third-line centerman, making $11 million. And the fact that you cannot move that contract at all. Well, they signed him with the intention that the best players on every team are going to match up against Austin Matthews and and Mitch Marner. So that was John Tavares' spot to have a weaker matchup and to be as elite as everyone thought he was to take over hockey games and contribute offensively. I don't have any problem with what John Tavares brings his hockey team. It, it, that's I think that's where it gets kind of like muddled. Is... Well, but again, you get people like, dude, if I learned anything from... So our last episode that we did, did bonkers numbers and views on YouTube. If I learned anything from that episode, people hear and see things how they want to hear and see them. I got barbecued in the comments for calling the Justin Hole penalty absurd. There's almost 400 comments on that video. I bet you 300 of them are people yelling at me for saying the Justin Hole pick penalty was absurd. So yeah, you, that's just the way it is. Like people are not the point you're about to make and sorry to cut you off. People are going to glean from it what they will. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. I just, I, but like, that's where people, that, exactly. You just proved my point though. It's just, yeah, he's a, he's a good player, man. He's, he produces like a second line center points wise. It's just not at eleven million I just, dollars. Exactly, that's you the problem. You can't that's go problem, get man. another impact forward. You could split that money get, in half yes. and get more than what you're just getting from him yes. as one guy. You can't go. You get, could sign a goalie. Yes, yes. It, that that's the problem, and that's where we just come back. And I look at the oh, Kyle Dubis, yeah. and this is why he needs to wear this stuff. Yeah, I don't care. I I get you need a scapegoat, but like. He's the one who has to wear all these decisions. He's the reason why they can't go get another goalie. He's the reason why they can't add another big forward. He's the reason why they can't get another defenseman. Like, that's just, it's simple as that. Yeah. It's just, and it's sad. It's sad because exactly what you said. We all love Johnny, but it's just, that's killing them. It is killing it's them. It's killing them. <laughs> it is killing them. There's no other team in this league that's in this situation. They're the only team. It's a, it's a, it's a and terrible, it's brutal. terrible, terrible contract. Look what happened in the Chicago Blackhawks when, when those Kane and Taves contracts kicked in. They're done. Yeah. They don't even make the playoffs anymore. Yeah. Who's Jonathan Taves? Is he even a hockey player anymore? Yeah. I don't see him. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's not a recipe for go look at the St. Louis Blues cap you know it's insane throw up <laughs> yeah, look know, at the Calgary Flames their highest paid player seven and a half million yeah I know oh I know I know I know like, it's just killer and these man. guys these guys with no track the record Tampa Bay Lightning yeah don't have a guy over nine and a half and these like, guys oh. with no track record of success just parade out here today and just sell us more like oh. nonsense. Let's about be everybody's how... buddy. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Ryan? That's a good question. It's I <laughs> stop addressing people by their name. It doesn't make you a smart, nice man. <laughs> I'm done with that. Yeah. You're not a sharp guy because you do that anymore. I'm done with that. Yeah. Stop calling people by their first names and when you respond. It's yeah. not cool. Yeah. It's... So I've thought long and hard about the future of this this hockey team. And to me, there is one thing and one thing only that I care about. The future, the soon-to-be Hart Trophy winner and two-time Rocket Richard winner's contract is up in two more seasons. This guy, if he doesn't see 
any progress, I believe, is out of here. You do whatever the hell you need to do to make that guy happy. We need. I want to go full NBA superstar. I want to go full NFL quarterback. I want to go, this franchise revolves around you and whatever you need. And if we got to move anyone out of here to make this team better and to win a round or two or three, we're going to do it. I don't care. Business is business. We're going to buy out whoever we need to buy out. We're going to trade whoever we need to trade. We're going to do whatever we need to do to ensure. Because let me tell you something. Brendan Shanahan today. We'd love him to be a Leaf forever. Get out of the first round! Like, he won't be here. And I, I don't know you if guys, I believe that. Oh, I do. I do. I don't know if I believe that. I think I think in his mind, who who's a better winger to play with him in the NHL? Than Mitch well, I, I keep seeing people online talking about how we're going to make Marner the second line center next year. That's ridiculous. Exactly. But I see I, that I, everywhere. In terms of a superstar player who, yes, he wants playoff success, but getting 60 cookies for this guy, I think is, is he doesn't know, how, he hasn't won yet. So I think the, on par with playoff success right now is 60 cookies a year. Who's the number one guy to, to get him that? It's 16. Yeah. So I think as long as he has him by his side, I think that's a factor. I don't think it's like I'm done if there's no playoff success because I think that's kind of bullshit because he's got to wear some of that success. Do you see the way Connor McDavid played in yep. game seven? Yep. He didn't play like that. Nope. Good series. Yeah. Good series. But yeah, there's a level you've hit that's like elite. Yeah. But there's also a level you haven't hit yet. Yes. And I think a lot of this playoff success has, has you got to wear some of that. Mm. And I don't think, I think it's bullshit if he bails because of that. I don't know. I think that's. I, I think, think that's as a long as he's point. got his best buddy beside him. I just dread the day. Oh yeah, it's the he, worst. Yeah. I I might be done. We might have to just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. Rip that right <laughs> off the wall oh, if yeah. that happens. Oh, yeah. We'll be packing up shop. Oh, hundo P. Hundo yeah, I'm P. with you. I I but I I like what you said though. I I think the whole NBA mentality of you're the guy. Kind of the LeBron James mentality. It's you're the general manager, basically. Yeah, it's what it's it's what what love him or hate him. It's literally what the Green Bay Packers are doing right now with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, yeah. and I, 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 dude, if they lose this guy, like yeah, it's yeah. over. Yeah, I know, it's I know. over. I know. When's the next time somebody like this is gonna roll around? Never, never. Fifty years? Never. Yeah, no. I, I'm with you with that. Like they, they gotta do whatever they can. Maybe that's why they're not signing anybody because they're gonna have to. Well, and you hope pony up the dough. First player in NHL history to sign the 20% of the cap contract. Yeah. He's going to be the highest paid player in this league by a country mile yeah. and set the standard for every single star player in this league to come after him with an available contract. You And you hope uh, next year, too, that some of these kids take a step and like can be contributors like Abruzzese, Robertson, Matthew Nyes, like you hope like that is something that, that they're hoping like they're banking on. I don't know. It's, 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 well, it's what they did this year too. Like, the, what we gave Dubas credit for with bringing in camp and bunting. I think great years, man. But at the end of the day, it wasn't good enough. Yeah. It still wasn't good enough. I want to hit on this one more time before we get out of here. I feel, I honest to God feel bad for William Nylander. Like I, I feel bad for him. Like he's getting asked again today about potentially being traded. And it's like the guy, you know what? There are times where he is so frustrating to watch, and I admit that. But at the end of the day, 
he is what he is, and if he's cast in the right role, which I think he was in this series against Tampa as a second or third line guy who can give you some depth scoring. Yeah. At six and a half million dollars in, in a bit of in a higher in a non flat cap world. I, I don't think he's overpaid. No. I honestly don't. No. I, I as much as he drives me insane and in how there's other players making the same money amount of money he does, but maybe give a little bit more. But man, that guy scores big goals when he needs it. But he he gets thrown in to this because John Tavares is on the worst contract in hockey. Yeah. Like, it's not going anywhere either. They can't no. get rid of it. No. He's gonna play out the string. And there's one dude who has to answer for that. Yep. And we're passing off the blame to a guy who's trying to match lines yeah. with what he's given. I don't know if we're passing it's off crap. blame. I don't know if we're passing off blame. It's just... But I'm not into the scapegoat game yeah. here, man. I'm not. Yeah. It's We're past that. Yeah. Mike Babcock was the scapegoat. Yeah, it's now true. we're on to the next one? It's true. Come on. Yeah, it's like true. It's crap, man. It's true. All right. Well, that's a, that was a good half hour yelling session. Yeah. Um oh, it, just everybody today with their opinions. It just I, I feel like some people like they dude, were on the right fan track. Base, this fan base is crazy. Yeah. Like, like you have some people who literally are like fire everybody, trade everybody, and then you have the Pokemon collectors who are just like just so excited that they can have another 110, 115 point regular season and then don't worry about the playoffs because we got all our points. Points! Points! Like, it's... It's the balance, man. Yeah. It's, I'm thinking about it. It's... You stay competitive, you might have a lot of playoff failures, or do you go back to being Ron Wilson and finishing dead last? You know? Well, and I heard, you know what? That's a I, problem. It's like let's trade everyone. Okay, then. But what? again, but again, I heard, I heard, uh, I was again, like I said, I was listening to Overdrive, and Mike Johnson said, you know, if you look at it, like they're running the calculation with this core, and it's you said last week too, you were like, as long as they have Matthews and Marner, they're gonna get there. It's yeah. just can they win? So they're kind of looking at it and playing the odds game and saying, if we keep this group intact, it'll at least get us there next year. And then we hope that they can break through. They could have broke through, man. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that's stupid. It's, they were two high-sticking penalties away from winning that series, in my opinion. Yeah. I know that Tampa could have scored a late goal. and I'm not. Some people were saying that I think, thought they were bad penalties. I don't think they were bad penalties. They got two sticks up to the face. Those... You're going to get called for a penalty. That's a black and white penalty. Puck over glass, high sticking, blatant trip. Those are black and white penalties. They happened to take two in one minute, and that was it. That yeah. was the difference. Yeah. If if they if those penalties weren't called, we're having a completely different conversation right now. It's true. All right, we're going to get out of here. Um, we'll be back at some point um, to discuss any like major news or happenings uh with this leaf team i don't anticipate anything in the next couple of weeks maybe towards the draft um we will be back a lot more often with the talking buds blue jays show so keep that locked right here we got to get back on the jays train now that the leaf train is over that's a whole other discussion that we'll have on that show and um i think we started that one a little prematurely coming into the playoffs eh? yeah yeah <laughs> Let's start a J show. Oh, wait, the Leafs play every other night. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Looks like we can't keep up with the Jays now. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. We're going to get it back yeah, on the rails. We're, we're going to get now. it back on the yeah, rails. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> 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 it's true. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for checking us out and watching us. The last episode we did was crazy. There yeah. were so many comments. Like I said, I got... I couldn't even read them, man. Oh, my God, Ryan. I got annihilated like i said there's like 400 comments on it 250 of them are people being like how can you say that the hall call 
was absurd. It's a blatant pick. And and then we have this other troll. We have this one guy who just loves just commenting on our videos and just talking so much shit about us and is the this, show. Is this the guy? The same guy? No, it's a different guy. And he's been... He comments every week, and he just loves like to just hate on us, and it's just like, what's hey, his tag? Is he like a real person? I don't know. We'll see. We'll I'll show him to you after. Well, you you, but it's like you do you, man. Right, go, see, I got like, this go theory that if it's a dummy account, I feel like it, there's some weird little troll job going on with someone we know. Interesting. Who's just creating a dummy account to just lay it on us? It could. It could. It very oh, well man. could be. It's just a theory. Anyway, saying that's a different story for a different time. Um, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks, guys. Hit the like and subscribe button if you haven't already, and click the link below to line shop across all your various sportsbook accounts with BetStamp. Once again, use promo code BUDS upon sign up. You can't beat it. See ya. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.